empowering you with strategies to succeed. This is Jen Tringale, and you're listening to the Jen Tringale Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I am so glad that you joined us today, and I am so thrilled. We have been trying to get this worked out for a while, but somehow, someway, it has finally happened. And so we have today, our special guest is Reverend Annie Durant. Annie, thank you for being on the podcast. I'm thrilled. I really am. Oh, you're so kind. So we should just say that the only way this happened is because we're both in the same city on the road at the same time (laughs) at the same meeting. Yes. And so we have literally just stolen a little bit of time in between sessions to sit down and have a conversation that I have really been looking forward to. So I'm going to say a few things about you that I know you just love, just (laughs) not really comfortable with. But tell me, how many years have you been in the ministry now? I have been in some form of ministry probably since I was 18. Wow. So I'm 58, 40 years. You look amazing. Yeah, you can tell that on the podcast. <laughs> no, you you look... As they say, we have a face for radio. You look amazing. <laughs> no, we might have to shift this podcast for that. So that is wild. Okay, so all those years in the ministry, most people know of you. Number one, you are a tremendous vocalist. I'm saying these things of myself. You can just lament it later, but tremendous vocalist, singer. But you are very well known for having traveled with Kenneth Hagen. Yeah. For how many years? Ten years. Ten, Ten years with Brother Hagen. Years yes. with Brother Hagen. Primarily in music, but then a lot of those years when it came to ministering to the thousands of people that came, primarily people that came for healing. For healing, yes. Then he would really call on you to come minister to those people. Yes. Yeah. Powerful. Yeah. It's one of those things that you find yourself going, how did I get here? Yeah. I'll just jump in. Yeah. Supportive ministry Mm. is where, and you started in supportive ministry. Yeah. And, you know, people want to just jump right in and be in the pulpit. Yeah. And I, for the longest time, had no idea I was ever called to anything behind a pulpit Mm. because we started off with music. Right. So starting off with singing and being in supportive ministry, we were just there to help do anything. Yeah. When we were in the crusade department, we counted offerings, we sold books, we straightened chairs, we washed the bus, we cleaned toilets, we did everything. Right. You know, and then sang. Yeah. And helped him with music and that kind of thing. So after a while, you know, just singing and doing that part, he would then begin to rely on us for some other things. Wow. I'll never forget the first time I ever talked other than like between songs because mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give you a side thought the number one reason my husband and I even went to Rama yeah was because we had it in our heart to start a music ministry wow and his dad had been in music ministry for years they had a traveling okay. ministry when he was growing up so we were going to start a music ministry we had a bus we had the equipment we had people about ready to hire we had charts being written and we were about to be married Okay. And so all of a sudden it dropped in our hearts through a series of events to go to Rama, hmm. And the reason we went to Rama was so that we would know what to say between songs. <laughs> that was our big ambition. 
<laughs> because we this had heard people in music ministry yeah. great during the songs. Right. But then they'd open up their mouth and say the craziest things. They were like, oh. And things that just were like not God and not Bible and, mm. and just, you know, kind of flounder. Yeah. So we went to Rhema so we would know what to say between songs. This is so funny. So we should just interject here <clears throat> for those of you that maybe don't know. <laughs> Rhema is where you went to Bible school. Yes. I went to Bible school. Founded by Kenneth Hagin. Yes, Mm -hmm. right there in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Mm -hmm. has really trained up people to walk in their calling. I mean, that are all over the world. All over the world. Thousands of graduates all over the world. So you all went there so that (laughs) because you are heading into music, you want to minister through music. This is what you know you're called to do, but we got to figure out. How to be scripturally sound in yes, between songs. In between songs. Let's go to Isn't Rayma. that awesome? That is awesome. Now, yeah. where are you from originally? I grew up in Indiana mostly. Okay. Yeah. And where's yeah. your husband, Kevin, from? Orlando, Florida. He's from Orlando. And that's where we currently live now. We're back home, so to speak. Back yep. to the roots. Yes. That's nice. Yes. So you go to Rayma. This is your plan. Yes. But then you wind up so on the platform. Yes. It, through, I mean, amazing things. When God does things, it's just crazy in your own mind how anything happens, mm-hmm. but God does it on purpose. We met in another traveling ministry, my husband and I. Okay. And so we met in this ministry, got married, went to Rama, And so the plan was that he was going to go to school and I was going to work. Mm. So we got involved in a local church in Tulsa at the time. Rama didn't have a church. So we were involved in a local church in Tulsa, got in the music department, things like that, and somehow got connected with the people who were at Rayma and found out that we'd been traveling with this other group, and they said, we need you. Wow. So they hired us to be in the Rayma Singers and Band before we attended school. So the whole summer before school even started, then we were able to both attend Mm. school. So... We were in the in Brother Hagen's group while we were students. Yeah. And then for eight years after that. So ten years total. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So you kind of obey God thinking you're going for one thing. And once you get where you're supposed to be, it really unfolds. Exactly. It was so the plan of God to, for us to be in music ministry. Yeah. But it wasn't with Kevin's dad. Yeah. It was with Brother Hagen. Instead, wow. we ended up doing everything we were going to do. Yeah. What we had in our heart to do, it was just in a different place. I love that. Yeah. There's a piece you mentioned there that I want to circle back to because I think it's really key. But before we do, I know so many people that Annie just love and have such high regard for you, you and your husband, Kevin, your ministry, words you've spoken at strategic times for people. Praise God the healing ministry, miracles that you've had in your ministry. And I think this is going to be a really interesting conversation with you because right now, even in our culture, our culture has sort of a, they've always been taken with the supernatural, but it's almost like it's gone to a new intensity. Hmm. I think it's because people are realizing the places we thought were going to give us answers are not coming. And so maybe there is another realm out there that could give us something but they're not realizing there's a lot at work in that realm yeah it's not all good right so the fact that you all bring the spirit of god number one number two that healing in miracles that people are so hungry for 
and working in that. I'm just really excited to just get into a little bit of that okay. with you. But before we do, okay. we'd like to get to know our guests a little. And so we're going to jump from miracles <laughs> to like something really spiritual like coffee, <laughs> which can be very Which spiritual. can be miraculous. <laughs> yes, as we both sit here with large cups in our hands. So you travel all the time. Yes. That is so much. So what is your go-to coffee drink, Starbucks drink? What's like your regular? It, it's going to be Starbucks because it's consistent for me. Yeah, so I enjoy true. trying coffee, but if I don't like it, then I'm disappointed. And right. I think I just wasted my time on a bad coffee. Exactly. <laughs> so I get my go-to Starbucks is a triple grande. Oh, come on. Latte. <laughs> Extra hot. Oh, yeah. And then sometimes I put a little sweet and low in it. Okay. But I'm not a big flavory yeah. person. I just like, like the, the coffee. I like the coffee. Yeah. yeah. Triple shot, you are no joke, Annie Duran. <laughs> I mean, this is explaining this a is lot to in, me. This is what's in my cup at yeah. this moment. Yes. yes. Triple shot, two hours of sleep, I'm fine. There you go. Yeah. Okay, that's really good. We're going to have to try that out. All right, and then what is a book either you're reading right now or maybe have recently read that you were like, this book, I just... This book impacted me, or I, I just love this book. Anything coming to mind? I have a go-to dog-eared copy of Spiritual Hunger by Ooh. John Lake. Really? Yeah. Ooh, it's just a good. collection. Just a, It's a small book, just a collection of sermons. Yeah. And he just has no limits on God. Mm-hmm. And I love the limitless approach he has to God, that God can absolutely do anything through man. Wow. Okay, let me ask you a question. It's dog-eared. You've read it more than once. I've read it more than once. Why do you read it more than once? Because it speaks to me every time. Really? Every time. Yeah. Hmm. Certain things, just concepts about who we are in Christ, who Christ is in us. Mm -hmm. Because everything we do, we have to be with the mindset of our union with Him. Mm. We can go a million directions from there, but mm-hmm. that's good. I think in an overall church-wide kind of generalization, yeah, religion, general mm-hmm. religion, separates people from God. You wow. know, God's really high and we're really low, and if we could ever get to Him, we might make something happen. Yeah, or if He would ever visit us, yeah, boy, we would, you know, we would get the job done. Yeah, but. If you read in John chapter 17, Jesus' prayer, mm. before he left the earth, mm-hmm. he said, Father, that they may know that they are one with me, just as you and I are one. Wow. And if we could ever get this union with Christ, mm-hmm. we are one mm-hmm. with him. Mm-hmm. And never separate ourselves from him, even in our thought life. And that's what I get out of that book. That's so good. That we're always, he's always, 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 we're one with him. Yeah. We're not trying to get somewhere or trying to get him to do something. We're, we're joined together. You're, you're already in yeah. him. So you're right. We could go a lot of places from there. <laughs> but one thing you said, and I think this is interesting for our listeners, because you could get around some lines of thought that are connected to Christianity or being a Christ follower that don't really come from that perspective. Oh, absolutely. Of yes, hunger for God, but you but here's what you got to do to get to him. Mhm. And it fosters 
I would imagine it, it fosters a frustration. Absolutely. Isn't it? Yeah. In your walk with God yeah. because you're still trying to get to him or get him to you. And what you're saying is I go back and feed regularly and meditate on what Jesus actually did, which was make us one with him. Paul said in his writings, I'm talking about Christ and you. And he gave an example. It's like a married couple. Yeah. My husband and I have been married now. Next month, it'll be 38 years. Wow. So I've been married longer than I was ever single. Yeah. And when we got married, we became one. That's what the Bible says. You become one. It's not just two people living in the same house. Right. So if you can get that concept, Paul's saying, if you can get that concept that you're actually one. Yeah. He says, I'm talking about Christ in the church. Yeah. It's not just two people living in one house. Right. It's not just you have your stuff and I have my stuff, Mm -hmm. and then we compromise, and we sometimes give 50-50 and all that. No, my husband and I are one, so we is us always. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And so that concept, Mm -hmm. we've got to get as Christians. Mm -hmm. We have to get that because that's what Jesus redeemed us to. Yeah. That's so good. Okay. So take me from there into, I want to talk about healing. Mm-hmm. Right now, we're living in a culture, I think I, I just came across a statistic that it's something like every third person is on some kind of prescription medication wow. right now. Every wow. third. And that it's jumped, even in the last five years, it's just skyrocketed. Because almost any ailment you have, they're going to put you on mm-hmm. a prescription. Mm-hmm. Just take this the rest of your life. Yes, yes. And it will cope with what you're dealing with. Right. And so, uh, number one, people want to live on medication. Number two, as we all know from the horrible commercials, the medications bring a litany of horrible yes, things yes. now. So yeah. people are kind of going, I think, it more and more, okay, I don't know. Thank God for the medical community. Yeah, absolutely. And what they do. They're on our side. Yes, thank God <laughs> for them. But maybe, just maybe, that's not the totality of your answer. And there is more. Right. And in the ministry of healing and God's healing power is really what you run in, work in, Mm -hmm. minister Mm -hmm. in. So talk to us a little bit about that from this place of we are in union with God. We're not trying to get to him. What does that look like? Right. Let's just jump to John's gospel where Jesus was talking to his followers. Philip actually said to him, he said, Lord, show us the Father. Yeah. And Jesus said, have you been with me this long? And are you really saying, show us the Father? If you've seen me, right, you've seen him. That oneness. There's that union. There's that oneness. If you've seen me, you've seen him. Yeah. And we we always, we keep wanting to separate. Yeah, but, but, Mm -hmm. but, but. So then he said, if you can't believe that, at least believe it for the work's sake. Mm. So he says, what you've seen me do, it was him doing it Yeah, the whole time. It's always been God doing it, always yeah. been God doing it. He says, so now I'm getting ready to go away. Mm-hmm. But when I go away, you're going to begin to do things mm. in my name, the works that you see me do. Yeah. Now you will do. Yeah. That's so good. You will do it. Right. He says, if you ask, and, and that word ask in John chapter 14 means to demand mm-hmm. or to call for. It doesn't mean to pray like and ask a question, will you please do? It means you're going to ask, you're going to demand something to happen. 
That's really good. You're going to demand something, call for something to happen. That's a major key for people. Yeah. Because a lot of people believe God's good. Right. He wants us healed. God, would you please heal me? Right. But that's not what that verse is saying. No, because now that we're in union with him, Mm -hmm. we're just going to always go back to this. What Jesus accomplished on the cross mm-hmm. not only took our sin, yeah. but he took every all the beatings, everything he took, he took for our healing. Yeah. So he paid a price. We tend to look at what Jesus did as historical. Mm. And we look at it as, Jesus, what you did for them, will you also do for me? Wow. Will you, will you heal me like you healed the blind man? Will you heal me like you healed the leper? Yeah. And we go backwards. Wow. But really what Jesus accomplished uh-huh. in his death, his burial, and his resurrection is a finished work. Yeah. That's why Paul said, I don't know anything except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I, all I know is that the work has been done. Wow. It has been done. And so Jesus in his resurrection, so he's saying he's preparing them in John chapter 14, mm-hmm. where he says, the works that I've been doing, will you do also because... I go to my father. Mm. There's an event here that's about to happen mm-hmm. that's going to change how everything is done. Mm. It's not just because of a sequence of events that happened over time. Mm-hmm. Like, because I'm going to go to the cross, I'm going to go to the father, and now this is the next step. Right. It's the purpose of what happened. Yeah. He, he purchased all of that. He finished a work yeah. and then was raised up. Yeah. And so because of the resurrection now, we can be in union with him. Yeah. We can receive him. We're in union with him. Yeah. Now we can do. Now he says, so now what you demand, yeah. what you call for, yeah. I will do. Wow. Because we're one. Yeah. Not because we're asking him, please, will you do this for me? Yeah. But do this in me. That's so For good. people. When he ministered to people... Even though he said it was God in me doing the works, he didn't pray, God, will you please heal this leper? Yeah. He just said, be whole. Yeah. He demanded something. Yes, he did. And so we're not demanding anything apart from him. We can't do that. Right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't presume mm-hmm. to say whatever I say works. No, the only reason what I say works is because I'm in union with him. Yeah. And he's the one doing the work. This is so good. <laughs> so for people that are believers and Christ followers... What they believe of the goodness of God doesn't change. The character of God that they know him to be doesn't change. But what does maybe change is their perspective mm-hmm. and the position the position that exactly. they're in. Yes. And that is everything. Yes. Because the Bible says we're, we're now seated yeah. in heavenly places yeah. in Christ Jesus. Right. And not by what we did. Yeah. By, but by what he did. Yeah. It's all this free gift, but that's what faith is. Yeah. Faith then is believing that, Mm -hmm. making a choice to believe that. Mm -hmm. Not not an academic choice. Right. Because faith isn't knowledge. Yeah. Knowledge is required. Yeah. You know, you've got to know something. Right. But knowledge alone is obviously not faith. Right. That's so because good. there's a lot of people who know a lot of things and believe none of it. And believe none of it. It's <laughs> so true. Okay, so let me ask you this from the perspective of maybe somebody that's going, okay, I I have just recently found out it's God's desire to heal me. Mm-hmm. I've seen the scriptures in my Bible. You know, I'm hearing about this maybe where I go to church or through whatever. 
And so I now understand that I can stand on the Word of God, the finished work that Jesus has paid for for me, and by His stripes I'm healed. I can do that. But then also, like, my church has healing services. Right. Where, you know, somebody will come, like yourself. Right. And teach healing, preach healing, but then minister the healing anointing. And so as maybe a new person to all this, kind of going, okay, where does that fit? Do they work together? Do I have to pick one or the other? You know, how does this work? It's a great question. Talk to me about that. It's a great question. Here's what I think people think. (laughs) Yeah. Big big revelation here. That we think that our life with God is some sort of video game Mm -hmm. where you have to go through steps and levels Right. And like you get to a certain level and now now you, this is required of you. So now you, you, you got to the expert level and now all you, you, you have to just stand all by yourself and never have anybody pray for you or never That's have anybody so minister to you because after all, you ought to be at this certain level. Right. And, it's true. And that we, we treat our life that way, yeah. our Christian walk that way where, yeah, there is responsibility. Yeah. There, once you start to begin to learn mm-hmm. and to move with God and work with God, I mean, because it's all about relationship right? with Him. Yeah. It, it, he's not pulling strings, and He's not, I like to say it this way, God doesn't want to do life to you. Yeah. He wants to do it with you. Yeah. But we think somehow when we start to learn our own responsibilities, mm-hmm. then we take on all of the responsibility. That's so true. Even as Christians. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We're going to gravitate to whatever we can make happen. Uh-huh. But we're one yeah. with him. Yeah. We're in union with him. Mm-hmm. So it's still a working together. God wants to work with us in everything. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. who is God on the earth, God on the inside of us, yeah. knows exactly where each and every one of us is at any given moment yeah. in where what we're believing how strong we are today, you know, what else we're facing, yeah. distractions, other things. Mm-hmm. Because we live in this world. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not just living in a bubble mm-hmm. of faith. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got cancer yeah. and the drugs yeah. and all the things that are coming at you. You're really just not at your best. Right. And isn't it wonderful that God gives us another method to receive where someone can lay hands on you. That's so Or someone can pray with you. Yeah. Or you can get people to pray for you. And, and you know, right. there's such a support in the body of Christ. Yeah. That there's not just, to me, it's not a, like a level of there's a highest level. And, and right. unless you get here, you can't impress God. Right. Well, faith isn't about impressing God. It's about pleasing God. Mm-hmm. The reason that faith pleases God is not because you have a bunch of it. Mm-hmm but because faith is trust. Mm. And what pleases you more in a relationship than somebody trusting you? Yeah, that's so good. And if we can just show God, we tr- well, I trust you with yeah. this. Yeah. That's why he's pleased with faith, yeah. not because you're impressing him with some, I'm going to stand on my own about this, and I'm just going to be strong. And I don't think he's all about that. Mm-hmm. I think he's about how can we work together. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of I'll put it this way, methods yeah. of receiving from God. Yeah, and there's there's not just one method that works. Right. You know, and and you'll never have another reason to use another method. Right. In medicine, you can you can take a shot, or you can take a pill, 
or you can get it's laser, true. or you can get surgery, or any mm-hmm. number of treatments for right. different things. Yeah. And and why would God be really that different? That's so because good. he's a he's a personal approach. God. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying it is not a uh, demerit or a black <laughs> mark, right, on your chart if you are dealing with something and saying, hey, I need help. I need help. I need somebody. I need you to minister to me. I'm going to go get ministered to. You know, James chapter 5 says this, is any among you sick? Mm. Let him call for the elders of the church. Wow. Let them pray over them, anointing them with oil. Yeah. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. Yeah. And so I think sometimes we get this idea that if I'm calling for the elders of the church, then I'm weak. Right. And what, to me, what that means is Mm -hmm. if I'm calling for the elders of the church, it's because I believe that verse. Mm. That's a demonstration of faith. Yes. Because it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible for a reason. Well, and I think that is a huge key right now in our current generation because there's not a lot of calling for. No. I mean, we're talking about physical healing. This could be emotional. Absolutely. This could be bombarded in your head and all different kinds. And the Bible says if you are not operating, if any of you are sick, you're not operating at your optimum, yes, and it's just not jiving, you need to call for help. Yes, yes. And not just anybody, just not your peer right. and say, I'm having right. the worst day. Right. The elders of the church or somebody, somebody. who's been there further than you. Yes. <laughs> That's so, so good. And I think it's really good for people to hear. Again, like you're saying to say, this is not a sign of weakness. This is actually a sign. When you call, this is a sign that you trust what exactly. God said. Exactly. I love that, Annie. That's so good. Yes, because he's always looking to meet us wherever we are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You quoted a statistic earlier, like one in three people. Mm-hmm. I read somewhere where there's like 37 million people depressed. Clinically depressed. Wow. Something like that. I mean, I don't even remember where I read it. Yeah. But I'm running into people, and I'm sure you are too, and especially young people who are saying, I'm depressed. Yeah. I'm depressed. Yeah. Well, I don't doubt that they are. Mm -hmm. Sure. But I also think we've maybe broadened that that term out so far. Oh, yeah. You know, where it's almost a generic thing of just, you know... I don't feel like yeah, doing anything. I, and I mean, I respect the fact that there there is definitely mental illness. Yeah. There is def. I understand that. Yeah. I, I have compassion for the people who are dealing with that. Yeah. But I'll be honest with you. I mean, brutally honest. I have zero respect for the disease. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I have no reverence that's so for good. mental illness. Yeah. There, our culture has you know, reverence now, mm. mental illness. Like, it's the thing now that you just have to live with mm. because now that we know more about it mm-hmm. and it's, you know, we're finding that more people are diagnosable, mm-hmm. you know. This is so good. That now it's, we're, we're reverencing a disease. Right. And giving it a place above, and as Christians, we can't give it a place above the name of Jesus. Yeah. 
Because whether it's mental illness or physical illness, it's illness. Right. It is illness right. that Jesus heals. Yeah. That Jesus heals. So we have compassion for the people. Yes. But there is no respect or reverence for... The work of the devil. The work of the <laughs> devil. And if you're dealing with that, you shouldn't have respect for it either. I agree. Right. I agree with that so much. Yeah. Because it's been such a stigma, mm-hmm. you know, it's like we, we want to have the compassion, obviously, yeah. for people because it's been in the shadows for so long right? that people are ashamed of mental illness. Right. And they're suffering and no one knows. Right. Yeah. And so we we don't want to put it back in that category no. at all. No, no, no. And and I'm not also and I'm saying it's the work of the devil, but I'm not saying by any stretch that people are possessed right. who have mental illness. Right. It's an illness. Right. It's a real illness. Yeah. But it's a curable yes. illness that's with so Jesus. Good. Yeah, that's so good. That's so, so good. Walk me through a couple of things, Annie, that you do in your own personal life. Let's say you're going along and all of a sudden you are confronted with symptoms, whether it's in your physical body or maybe it's a, man, I just feel a heaviness. Mm-hmm. I feel like a, I'm not saying I'm depressed, but I could right. easily go there, what I would call symptoms. Mm-hmm. Here you are, this woman of faith and power, <laughs> you know, you're preaching this, Yes, but first of all, does that stuff come to you, those symptoms? And when they do, in your personal life, mm-hmm. how do you deal with that? How do you deal with symptoms when they come up, whatever arena it might be? Number one, I think to be aware of knowing yourself, for one thing. Oh, that's good. Knowing you and your normal. Yeah. <laughs> What's your baseline? Yeah. You know, because how, str- how strong are you? Yeah. You know, what can you tolerate in a sense? And so when a symptom comes, do you recognize it? Mm. Or are you maybe a little more susceptible or, dare I say, a little weaker? Mm -hmm. You know, where you get sick often. Yeah. You know, I don't get sick often. Yeah. I don't even get attacked often, Mm -hmm. to be honest. Yeah. But I think a lot of that is because of what I've put in my spirit over the years to build myself up. That's good. Proverbs says, the strong spirit of a man will sustain him in bodily trouble. That's good. And so, you know, your spirit can really, I mean, make you stronger than your body would ordinarily be. Yeah. And sort of ward off. Yes. What maybe would otherwise come. Right. A strong spirit. Right. It's like, for example, if, you're, if you have stronger muscles... Yeah. you're less likely to have injury. Right. You I know, I mean, if you're going to do some sort of physical exercise, mm-hmm. someone who doesn't have strong muscles might pull a muscle right. quicker or have soreness or something like that, you know, that's just associated with an ordinary activity. Right. Then you have somebody who's already stronger and have mm-hmm. built up muscles mm-hmm. where their muscles can take the strain. Mm-hmm. The same things in our spirit. That's good. Is if you build up your spirit, yeah, you know, yeah. he said his word is medicine to yeah. our flesh. Yeah. And so if we can build up, first of all, it's like building up immunity mm-hmm. or whatever else you people do with vitamins or other things. Mm-hmm. The word is the ultimate in all of that. That's really So good. that's the starting point. Yeah. The starting point. Build a strong spirit. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So that when stuff comes... Mm-hmm. 
It's like any test you took in school. The test doesn't teach you anything. Mm-hmm. You had to learn something, and then the test is given. Right. The test just proves what you know. That's good. That's good. <laughs> so when attacks come, because they do come. Right. I mean, they just they come to everybody. Even Annie Durant. Even, absolutely. Okay. So when stuff comes, so my, my baseline first was like, recognize it. Mm-hmm. This is not normal for me. Right. You've established what's normal for yeah, you. Yeah, I don't and roll over and just go, oh, it's going to be a long day. It's going <laughs> to be a long week. I can't get out of bed. I can't, you know, right. let's just, you know, pile up the magazines and the chicken soup and just mm-hmm. take a day off. Mm. I'm going to get up. Right. And go, okay, we're going we're gonna to get through this quick. That's yeah. the first thing is because this isn't normal. That's good. So being aware of yourself and where, where your kind of baseline is, I think, is, is a sort of a first that's deal. great that's really big and then again knowing what the word what belongs to you mm-hmm. is more like okay wait am I gonna just take this today or am I gonna go ahead and grab this right now and and say no mm. and I generally if there's a symptom coming I do something out loud with my mouth okay <laughs> yeah I will say no out loud. Yeah. Not just, oh, man. Right. You know. Or not say nothing. Or not say, yeah. Because our words is our first defense. That's good. And if my first words are, oh, here it comes. Right. Then I've set myself up for a longer haul. If my first words are, I'm not taking this, Mm -hmm. then we're already ahead of the game. I love this. So... There's almost like a law of first words. Yeah. You could yeah. say. Sure. And that's what you do. That's your first. Yeah. Defense. I have practiced this for that's a long really time good. with words. Yeah. My husband and I both, we're really big about our words. Mm-hmm. And so we don't really let each other get by with saying yeah. crazy stuff. That's good. With words. Yeah. And so we've, we've worked at this so that our first response is going to be the right Right. The right one. So yeah, my first good. defense is my words. Okay. If something keeps persisting, mm-hmm. then my next defense is meditate in his word. Mm-hmm. Usually I'll at least get something out of my mouth first before I even go into the word, to be honest, because I already have a, a buildup on the inside of me Yeah. where I know how to answer something. Yeah. You know, That's then good. I go to his word to remind myself I if I need that. to be reminded. Yeah. Sometimes I'll, I'll pray myself. Sometimes I'll have my husband pray mm-hmm. with me or for me. Or mm-hmm. again, there's so many methods right. to receive. I don't even yeah. just have a one, one go-to. But my first response is to answer no. Right. Well, and I think that's really key because it seems like in large part, maybe the easier slippery slope to go down is either the first one of, oh, I feel so bad, and you start projecting mm-hmm. how rough your day is going to be, yeah. feeling this bad. Yeah. And so maybe the first words is, oh, no. Right. You're just receiving it instead of resisting it. Or I think the other most common slippery slope is just to say nothing. Right. So the just, think it go, just think it away, but it won't, you can't think it away. You can't think it away, and just the busyness of the day still hasn't addressed anything. Right. So maybe now what was a symptom that you're in your physicality trying to push through has just become more 
But you're saying you get words on it right away of resisting and yes. say, I am not. Yes. This is not how this will be. Got to give God something to work with. Yeah, that's really good. He's the, he's the high priest of our confession or our profession, Hebrew says. Yeah. I so if we don't that. say anything, what has he got to work with? Yeah. That's <laughs> you can't really outthink good. the devil. No. <laughs> it's so true. Because he's, he's a master in that thought realm. Yeah. This is so good and so crucial. And I think sometimes, you know, we can almost make things connected to divine healing, mm-hmm. healing from the Lord, and just sort of make it like this, you know, it may happen, it may not. You know, right. it's like a passing Haley's Comet. You just right. hope you're in the right place when right. it hits. And everything that you're sharing from all your years of ministering this, of studying this in the Word, is Annie making it extremely present and available yes. to every single person, whether you've been walking with God for 40 years. Mm-hmm. There's multiple ways to receive it. Take it. Yes. Or if you are a brand new believer in Christ follower, you don't have to achieve maturity in <laughs> faith to finally go, I think I can finally exactly get my hands around healing. Exactly. And the main key, and I love this, is building that strong spirit. Mm-hmm. That's so Everybody can crucial. do that. Everybody can do that. And that affects that mental yes. health, not yes. just physical health emotional health, all the stuff that's really trying to penetrate our society right now. I mean, you talk about just preventative medicine, just Mm -hmm. build a strong spirit. Mm -hmm. I just heard somebody just the other day was ministering and they brought this fact out and it really, it grabbed me that the Bible talks about three kinds of man in Mm -hmm. in a sense. There's natural man. Mm -hmm. And Paul said, natural man cannot receive the things of God yeah. for their foolishness to him. Yeah. Natural man has no sense of God's ways of mm, things. That's good. They're spiritually discerned. So yeah. there's natural man mm-hmm. who is without God. Mm-hmm. Then there's spiritual man mm-hmm. who your spirit is alive to God. You've been born again, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then there's carnal man. Mm. And carnal man is a spiritual man who's listening to the wrong place, listening to the wrong voice, wow. listening more to natural man than spiritual man, <laughs> and getting influences from both places, yeah. you know? And so I think a lot of the church world is in that carnal man category. Mm. We're born again, but because we haven't developed that strong spirit, yeah. carnal man takes over and goes, right. I think I'm just going to roll over and take an aspirin and go to bed, wow. you know? That's good. <laughs> That's really good. Building a strong spirit, give us a few ways to do it. You talked about feeding on the Word of God. Mm -hmm. How have you built this strong spirit? Give us maybe two or three ways we can do it. Finding out who you are Mm -hmm. in Christ. Identity is a big deal these days. I mean, we talk about identity in lots of ways. I identify as. Yeah. As a Christian, we are to identify with Christ, right? Whoever is in Christ yeah. is a new creature. That's your, here's your identity. You're a new creature. That's good. So you're not just, you know, I'm Jen that believes in God, right? I am Jen, a new creature in Christ, and I'm in union with I'm Him. I'm in union with Him. That's another level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there's your starting point. That's good. 
your starting point is I'm already a new creature. So you're saying, so what does that new creature that. mean? Yeah. What does a new creature have? Mm-hmm. If I'm in union with God, then I've got God's nature now mm-hmm. in me, not just my old nature. Right. I have God's nature That's in me. So, good. so what does God's nature look like? Yeah. I mean, if you don't know anything but the Lord's prayer, mm-hmm. I will be done yeah. on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. Just think about what it's like in heaven. That's good. What is it like in heaven? Are there people sick? Mm-hmm. Are there people in wheelchairs? Mm-hmm. Are there people can't breathe, have allergies, and you know all the stuff that we come in contact with even environmentally here? Right. Are there people like that in heaven? I don't believe there are. Right. So if thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, so we know he wants it done here yeah. already like it is there. Yeah. So, I mean, even if you don't know lots of scripture, mm-hmm. you can imagine, mm-hmm. because our imaginations are from God, Yes, you can begin to see the way he sees. That's good. And see yourself well, not sick all the time. Mm-hmm. Start seeing yourself strong. Mm-hmm. See yourself doing things that you couldn't do before. You start to see things the way God sees them. That's good. Now you're opening up your heart to see who you really are. Yeah. Who you really are. I love that. James said, I believe it's in James, isn't it, where... Whoever's a hearer of the word, not a doer, mm-hmm. is like a man who looks in a mirror and forgets mm-hmm. what he looks like. Yeah. So you look in the mirror and nobody ever forgot what they look like. Right. I mean, how do you identify yourself in a, in a photograph? Right. It's because you've seen yourself in a mirror. Yeah. You've never really seen yourself. Right. You've only seen your reflection. Right. Your whole life. Yeah. And you've trusted your reflection. Mm-hmm. So James says that's what happens when we look at the word. When we look at the word, that's our reflection. Yeah. That's what we're supposed to look like. That's so good. It's not to condemn you to say you don't look like this. It's right. to say, here's what's available. Yeah. Here's what you can look like. That's good. So, and normally we look in the mirror more than once a day. Right. <laughs> Most know, of the time. Most of the time, yeah. you can't walk past a mirror without looking at it. Right. Even though you know what you look like. Right. It's not like you go, oh, who's that? Right. Oh, no, that's Jen. Yeah. No, I mean, you know what you look like, but yeah. you still look in the mirror to make sure you're presentable to other people. Right. It's true. And so that's what we can use. The word is useful Yeah. for that because it tells us what our best self looks like. That's so good. And that And we will can make produce. adjustments to it. Yeah. As we look at it and we go, oh, well, this is why I wear makeup. Right. Because <laughs> I would like to make adjustments to yes, my face. Yes, we're making adjustments. To make it more presentable for yeah. other people to see. I really like that. <laughs> But that's what the word will do. That's good. You start finding out who you are in Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be found in, you know, what we call the epistles, the mm-hmm. letters to the church. Yeah. Who we are. Our union with him in Ephesians is so good. Yeah. I love that. This is just such valuable, it's not information, revelation for people to start walking in. And maybe there are some that are listening that are going, you know what, I have been dealing with some physical mm-hmm. symptoms. Or maybe it's stretched beyond that, and they're going, I'm, I'm actually looking at a pretty serious diagnosis, and I, and I believe in God, and I know He's good, but I've been panicked about how am I going to connect to divine healing. And some of these things that you've shared is so powerful and so essential. And then beyond that, even just as believers, 
I mean, you never really do graduate out of building that strong spirit, do you? We've all got to, and even in this day and age, you know, I've often said even on this podcast that we're living in a time with so much resource available to us, you know, about the Lord and about the kingdom of God. There's so much available, but if you're not careful, you could kind of just graze (laughs) on Mm -hmm. other people's strong spirit and what they have to say about it. But that's a little bit different than really just sitting down with that, the Bible, the word of God Mm -hmm. and looking in that as a mirror and say, change, help me change the way I've been seeing myself, Yes, you know, to line up with this, that in and of itself solves a vast world of internal problems. Yes. And just acknowledging the fact that we probably do need to change. Yeah. <laughs> Always. I mean, yeah. Why why else do we have stuff in the medicine cabinet? Yeah. Why do I mean because we desire change. Yeah. So if the word's available to us, yeah, that's so good. Can we put the same investment into it? Yeah. You know, I, love I mean that. James five said, again, is any sick among you? Let mm-hmm. him call for the elders of the church. It doesn't say is any sick among you, let him Google. Right. <laughs> <laughs> which we generally WebMD go right. yeah, WebMD and Google. Yeah. We go, oh, symptom. Let me find out what this is. Yeah, You can put the same effort Come on. into building your strong spirit with the word of God. That's good. I love that. It's so good. Annie, I just can't thank you enough for just taking the time to break these things down for us because it really is in these basic life principles that we need to build our lives out of. Yes. And without them, you know, eventually we're going to have to build them one yes. way or the other. Well, and it's an amazing adventure, honestly. Yeah. Don't you believe? Oh, I mean, yeah. working with God yeah. is the best. really awesome. Yeah, it's the best. <laughs> well, and you have always been one that has not only been an excellent communicator and a minister of that, but you've really exemplified that. And, you know, for those that know of you and your husband, Kevin, and and even you, you have really just led a charge in exemplifying, keeping it about him and letting Jesus be who he is through you and what that can produce, not only through your life, but through whatever calling God has called you to. And I'm just so thankful for you in many ways, but especially in that way. Thank you. It's such Thank a huge you. honor to have you on the <laughs> podcast. Now, there is one fun question okay. that we are going to wind up with. So we know you're uber spiritual. <laughs> what does Annie Durant do for fun? What do you like to do? Okay, a couple of main things. Okay. When we're on the road, yeah. because we're on the road a lot, yeah. we hardly ever travel without our golf clubs. Really? We bring golf clubs. People are like That's always awesome. like, you know, we don't ever check bags. Oh, no, we check every bag. We, we take the limit You're with my our luggage. I mean, if it's 50 pounds, my suitcase will be 49 and a half to 51 <laughs> and a half. It'll be to capacity. I love it. And so we have made a way for us to bring two sets of golf clubs in one bag and it go for 50 pounds. That is awesome. So we can go almost anywhere. Yeah. And if we have a day off, we can be outside, which is great, enjoying not just a hotel and a yeah. restaurant and a you know an That's airport, so but outside stuff. So we love golf. Cool. And then my other passion is riding motorcycles, which is 
so awesome, but so funny. <laughs> because you are just like this ultra put together feminine. And then all of a sudden, I'll see this picture of Leather you on and your a social media. And I'm like, <laughs> is that the same woman? And you are rocking it. I so, you're, so enjoy it. You love oh, it. I do. Yeah. It's a joy. What kind of bike do you have? I, I have just acquired a new Harley. <gasps> Praise God. Come on. It was given to me Annie. a month ago. And when this podcast airs, I will have had possession of it. But it's coming in the next two days, arriving at my house. Are you so excited? I am beyond excited. <laughs> it's a 2008 Harley Davidson Softail Custom. Ooh. And it's very, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I... I, I love totally that. love it. I just, when I ride, it's me and Jesus on the bike. Yeah. And he's on the back, actually. Right. But, um, yeah. He lets you steer. Yeah, he he's, lets me go. He likes it. He enjoys it. He's so nice. And somebody just read me a great scripture about God, and it's in, I think it's Psalms 18.10, if I'm not mistaken, and it talks about how he rides and he flies on the wings of a cherub. <laughs> <laughs> so we might just have to call the new bike cherub, cherub. or something. Yes. Yeah, I, we'll Officer, see. I haven't, I haven't named sorry, it yet. But my cherub was my going a little fast. Cherub, but it is in the box. Yeah. That is so cool. <laughs> well, I just like you even more hearing all about that. That's just so awesome. I know people are going to want to connect with you. And you have some tremendous tools connected to do a lot of things that we've talked about, teaching and the ministry of music as well. Mm -hmm. How can people find you and connect with you? Give us like website, Facebook, all Website, durantministries.org with one R, D-U-R-A-N-T ministries.org. Great. Okay. And as far as social media, I don't have a, a ministry page. I just have me. And we're working on getting some things uh, a little bit more centrally located for some of the things that have been online with us. Good. Um, because churches, wherever we minister, we're primarily in churches. Yeah. And so people have, have us on their podcasts, on their websites, on their archives. So we're working on getting those a little bit more centrally located so we can get them all like on our YouTube channel. Good. So, but at this moment, we're kind of all over the place. So you just have to Google yeah. and look for us. And that is true. I will say this. There is a lot of great, your great teaching on things we've talked about and more. If they Google you or even on YouTube, mm-hmm. Annie Durant. And then, but you also have some resources on your website. We do. Um, we do. Yeah. So that will be good mm-hmm. too. So everybody go check mm-hmm. that out. Thank you. Durant Ministries. Dot org, mm-hmm. O-R-G, and then you can find Annie on Facebook. And then uh, if you're ready to just jump in there, do a boot camp of feeding your spirit on the quick. Get your Bible, because this woman, it's like machine gun preacher with the word. <laughs> Go to YouTube, and you can find that out. Annie, it's been such a joy. Thanks for coming Thank on you. the podcast Thank today. Thank you so much. You are just such a blessing. And listen, everyone, I'm so glad that you listened in today. This has been really pivotal. And I believe maybe even answered some questions kind of provided the missing links or filled in the blanks for you connected to healing and even who you are in God, in Christ. So however you came across this podcast today, I just believe that God somehow, some way connected you so you could hear this and get what you need. No doubt there has been maybe somebody that came up 
while you've been listening that you thought, oh my word, they need to hear this. Maybe they're dealing with mental health issues or even some physical issues. And so I wanna encourage you, share this podcast with them. This will be a tremendous help. Whichever platform you're listening on, you can share it, but we're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify. Share that, connect them to this, let it help them as well. And I know that it will be a tremendous blessing. Thanks for listening in everybody. We're so glad that you're connected. I hope you have a great week and we'll see you back here soon. Bye-bye.